You're listening to Run With The Bulls, a podcast discussing a unique approach to everyday finance with everyday people. Run With The Bulls is sponsored by Mentoro, a financial wellness company. Now, your hosts, author Danny Kofke and the royalty of financial wellness, Whitney Queen. Welcome to Run With The Bulls. My name is Danny Kofke and I'm a motivational mentor with Mentoro. I'm joined by the president of Mentoro, Whitney Queen. Hey, Whit. Hey, Danny, and hello to everyone listening. So that all too familiar sound we started off the episode with. Ugh. Yeah. I'm sure all of us have been there at some point or another where you've either been the victim of a car accident, been the one maybe who caused it, or witnessed somebody else. Yeah. Or sure, drove your car off a bridge into trees or something. I don't know. I remember some I story like that. I don't, I don't know anything about that Okay. One. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Well, you know, but we've all had our mishaps, especially as teenagers, right? 100%. And I would say in, you know, more cases than none, we have situations where people don't have insurance, right? Yes. yes. Unfortunately so. Right. And, you know, while many of us don't get too excited about paying those insurance premiums, being properly insured might be the most important part of your financial wellness journey. Exactly. Even though it's not fun to think of, bad things are going to happen. Almost all of us will be affected by sickness at some point, whether it's ourselves or a family member or friend. If you live in a house long enough, the roof is going to leak. Yeah. The more you drive, the greater the likelihood that you're going to get into a fender bender. So the list could go on and on. Yeah, definitely. And you know, you could pretend that none of these things will happen, but that does not change anything except you will not be adequately prepared when one of these events does occur. Insurance basically protects you when life happens. Mm. I love that. So another way to maybe think of this is insurance eliminates the risk of unpredictable and uncontrollable bills by converting them into predictable and affordable series of insurance payments. Insurance transfers the risk from an individual to an insurance company. It's as simple as that. Yeah. I mean, when you kind of think about, we'll just go back to, to an auto accident. So most of us, you know, probably don't have enough money in the bank just to buy a car outright. I mean, some probably do, but just, you know, I would say when whatever, 60% are living paycheck to paycheck, odds are most don't. So what we do is when we pay that, that insurance premium, auto insurance, whether you do it every six months, every year, maybe once every month, however you sign up, basically you're transferring the risk from yourself to that auto insurance company. So let's just say you drive a $20,000 car, right? Your premium may be, I don't know, you pay, what, $1,200, $1,300 a month, whatever, and then, bam, something happens. You get in an accident, you know, you're going to have to pay a certain amount, whatever that liability is, but then after that, the insurance company covers the rest. Mm -hmm. So what you do is basically, like you pointed out, you're transferring the risk of you, of your ownership, and the insurance company is taking that on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a great way to explain that. Right, but, you know, the, the difficult part with insurance is knowing what exactly to protect. So you can buy insurance for almost anything, including being abducted by aliens. <laughs> yes. So after the break, a look at some of the things you should protect. Welcome back. So, Danny, before the break, you mentioned something about aliens and insurance. Please <laughs> fill us in. Yes, yes. Uh, you did hear me correctly. So, you could purchase alien abduction insurance, right? So, as the name implies, 
Alien abduction insurance is a product designed to cover the insured's family in the event of being abducted by aliens. So the first company to offer this type of insurance was UFO Abduction Insurance Company in the early 1990s. So this policy included coverage such as psychiatric assistance and compensation for the family if the alien ate you. (laughs) Yeah, good times, right? So the crazy thing about this, right, it sounds, oh, who would do this? But thousands of people bought this policy. And I have a hunch why. So Whitney, I know you were something like six years old in the early 90s. But do you remember one of the most popular television shows at this point in time? I have no clue. (laughs) All right. Well, take a listen to this. So, what do you think it is? I, I, uh, yeah, I have no clue. Okay, so this was from the X-Files. And the (laughs) X-Files was a series that revolved around two FBI agents who investigated X-Files, unsolved cases involving paranormal phenomena. So I wonder if the creators of this show were part owners of the insurance company. And now that would be pretty smart if they were, right? Mm -hmm, mm Mm-hmm. So if you plan on spending a lot of time at Area 51... We'll say you could consider purchasing UFO abduction insurance. However, most of us should not have to worry about this, or at least I hope not. (laughs) Right. But there are other areas of life all of us need to protect. We're going to spend some time discussing insurance policies pretty much everyone should have. Right. And, you know, first up is health insurance, and that's a pretty obvious one. This type of insurance coverage pays for medical and sometimes dental expenses that the insured person has. So in addition, surgery expenses are usually covered as well. The health insurance company either reimburses the insured individual for these types of expenses or pays the health care provider directly. So many employers offer their employees some sort of health insurance coverage in their benefits package. Health insurance can be somewhat confusing, so it is advisable to discuss all options with the HR Human Resources Department if health insurance is obtained through your place of employment. I mean, you know, you have things like HRAs and HMOs and all those types of things, so it's important just to discuss it with some people that, you know, are a little more knowledgeable. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, just for an example here, when I first started out and, you know, I wasn't on my parents' insurance anymore, it was super confusing. And, you know, do I need a high deductible or low deductible? And what does that mean for the money coming out of my wallet now versus later? And Mm -hmm. what are my risks and things going on in life? And, you know, it, it can be really, really challenging. So, yeah, I would suggest talking with someone in HR or someone whose advice you trust so you can figure out what works best for you. Yes. Another obvious one is automobile insurance. As we've discussed, this is insurance purchased by vehicle owners to lessen the cost if they were to get into an automobile accident or have damage to their automobile. A person pays annual premiums to an auto insurance company, and in return, this company pays for all or most of the costs associated with a vehicle accident or damage. Auto insurance premiums vary depending on the age, gender, number of years, driving, accident, and ticket history, Mm -hmm. along with several other factors of the insured. In addition, the make, model, and year of the vehicle play a role in how much the insured individual will pay for this type of insurance, too. And I remember one time... uh, 
my parents explaining to me that different colors play a factor in this. Mm -hmm. So if you get like candy apple red, your insurance premiums are going to go up. Right. It's wild. I know. I know. Yeah. So, and it's just something to keep in mind too, for people, you know, you're used to maybe a a certain auto insurance premium, but if you upgrade your car, buy a newer car, you're probably going to pay more. So just Mm -hmm. something to keep in mind that not just the car cost, but also the insurance cost. Good point. So a one very important component of owning a house is having homeowner's insurance. So this type of insurance covers losses and damage to a person's residence. A homeowner's insurance policy typically covers one of four kinds of events on an insured property or house. Damage inside the house, damage outside the house, loss of or damage to property both inside and outside the house, and an injury that happens on the property. So if one of the above occur, the insured makes a claim with the insurance company. The insured is then responsible for paying the deductible, kind of like with health insurance, and the insurance company covers the rest. And I think, too, with uh, home insurance, there are so many different things that depend on where you live yeah. and, you know, trees and what line sure. of well, like the in property. Florida, I had to get flood insurance. That wasn't yes. covered. So, yes, to your point, you have to be, you know, where you live. Yes. It could be a big factor, yeah. So if one is renting, he or she needs to obtain renter's insurance as well. Right. Usually, the landlord's homeowner's policy will not cover the renter's belongings if something were to happen. If there was a fire that destroyed the renter's belongings, renter's insurance could be the only protection that would replace those items for the renter. Right. So if you're renting from someone, and let's just say in this case there was a fire, well, the, the person that owns it would have homeowner's insurance, right? So they would be able to replace the structural but yes, as a renter, if you didn't have insurance, you had a bunch of property in there, yee. Yep, you're replacing it on your own. So here's something else to consider, umbrella insurance. So umbrella insurance is a type of insurance that can protect you from someone suing you for all that you've worked so hard to accumulate. Umbrella insurance is, you can think of it as extra insurance. So it protects you, along with other members of your household, from lawsuits that exceed what your other insurance policies cover. Okay, so let's go through a hypothetical situation. Mm -hmm. Let's say you're running late to a meeting. It is foggy, so your vision is not 100%. In addition, it rained last night and the roads are wet. Perfect storm. Mm-hmm. You're going too fast and lose control of your car for a moment. You swerve into oncoming traffic and hit an SUV. There are six people in the vehicle you hit and they all suffer injuries. Their medical bills come out to $500,000. Right. On top of that, it was a luxury SUV, of course, and the damage to it is $50,000. So to make a bad situation even worse, one of the passengers does a little research and discovers that you have done well with money and feels he has suffered emotional damage Mm. because of the accident. He decides to sue you for $450,000. Yikes. In mere seconds, this one accident has cost you a cool $1 million in damages and injuries. Your auto insurance has $500,000 for liability coverage, so you need to come up with the other $500,000. This is where something like umbrella insurance comes into play. Instead of having to resort to your savings or retirement accounts, umbrella insurance will pay for this $500,000 that your auto insurance won't cover, along with any court or lawyer fees that may arise from this lawsuit. Right. And, you know, that sounds drastic. You're thinking, oh, that will never happen to me. But it could. It could. So think, you have sacrificed and worked years to build up a nest egg, and all that hard work could disappear in a blink if someone were to sue you. So let's say you're involved in a bad car accident, 
or perhaps a trick-or-treater falls in your yard and is seriously injured. How much could you be sued for? That number is a lot higher than you think. So take a listen at some of these cases. An unsupervised Florida teenager drove an ATV onto the neighbor's property, got hurt, and unfortunately passed away as a result. The parents sued the neighbor and won $20 million, even though the neighbor wasn't even around. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah. It, it gets deeper. A four-year-old suffered a spinal cord injury in a car accident. The family sued the driver and got $29 million, right? And then in another one, a multi-car accident in California left a 21-year-old in a coma for one month. The driver who caused the accident was sued, and the court awarded the 21-year-old $49 million, right? These are true cases, and they only scratched the surface. So think about how many courtroom TV shows there are. Judge Judy has a net worth of $440 million because we live in a sue-happy society. I mean, that is absolutely asinine, some of those examples. (laughs) I know, I know. That is wild. But I guess, you know, one thing that comes to my mind is the age-old saying of, you know, life ain't fair. Mm -hmm. So you have to protect yourself because it's not like you show up in one of those situations that somebody's going to be like, oh, okay, we know you didn't mean to do that. Or we know that was just an accident. They may take advantage of you, or it may just be that those are the circumstances and you have to take responsibility for something that you caused. And in some of these examples, yes, um, you look at them, they, they were horrible, you know, accidents. So you think about, you know, the family members of the person that either died or got hurt, there's probably some emotional, some baggage mm-hmm. going on there. So you can't, you know, just bottom line is have umbrella insurance, right? <laughs> because it does, things do happen like that. And, you know, you feel horrible for, for the people that have had injuries. But at the same time, some of these things, yeah, it does seem a little excessive of how much money they got. Fair enough. So to buy umbrella insurance, you must have homeowners or auto insurance first. Mm -hmm. Umbrella insurance is an add-on to an already existing policy, and you cannot buy it separately. The easiest way is to talk with your homeowner or auto insurance provider to get started. And you know, the cool thing about this is it doesn't cost that much. It's just so timely, but I actually just in my email, I got a bill for my umbrella policy through, since we have it through homeowners and our auto insurance, the same uh, company. And it was like, it's $350 roughly a year, and it gives us um, up to a million dollars more protection. So, Ooh. I mean, not that much more. Once again, does anyone like paying, you know, 350 bucks? No. But if something were to happen, and, you know, those those cases were kind of drastic, but one I point out, like a trick-or-treater falling. I mean, that mm-hmm. could happen. I mean, stairs leading up, you, you just never know. So, just protect yourself. Yeah, so true. And very good to know, Danny. I might just accidentally get into a little thing with you. So I can take you to court. Well, um, I, uh, <laughs> well, I was going to say I'd be out of town, but I guess you can still even do that in front of these examples. So, yeah, yeah, we may move. We may move. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, another type of insurance most of us should have is disability insurance. So you can think of disability insurance as paycheck insurance. If you became disabled and were no longer able to work, how would you pay your bills? This is where disability insurance comes into play. This type of insurance provides a source of income in case you cannot physically work. There are two types of disability insurance policies, short and long-term. 
both policies have a set period of time that a person must be disabled before receiving disability benefits. This time period is called an elimination period. If one becomes disabled, he must wait until this elimination period is over before he starts receiving the benefits. If he is able to work before the elimination period is over, he will not receive the benefit. Right. It it makes sense. And like it sounds, a short-term disability insurance policy's elimination period is shorter compared to a long-term disability insurance policy. Some short-term disability insurance policies start paying if an individual is injured and misses just one day of work. So be sure to know the terms of your policy. As you can imagine, the premiums for short-term disability coverage are more expensive than the ones for longer terms since these types of policies begin paying out faster. So if you have adequate savings built up, you can elect for long-term disability since you have a pool of reserves saved in the event you become injured and cannot work. Mm-hmm. Most do not anticipate ever becoming injured, right? Mm -hmm. Especially not to the point where they're not able to work. However, more than one in four of today's 20-year-olds can expect to be out of work for at least one year due to a disabling condition. On top of that, 5.6% of working Americans will experience a short-term disability, six months or less, due to illness, injury, or pregnancy, which we'll touch on in a second, on average every year. This is why disability insurance is a vital part of a sound financial wellness plan. Right. Because even yeah, if you become injured, guess what? The bills don't stop coming in. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And on top of that, you know, yes, we can sit here and plan for the worst, but sometimes these things help us plan for the best. So let's assume that you want to grow your family. A lot of times, short-term disability is the best option to be able to take a maternity leave without having to sacrifice payment. So uh, that's something that you might want to strategically think about as well. It's not just necessarily preparing to fall down a ladder at work. It's also um, exciting things like growing your family. I'll say Tracy and I did that, and we had Ava. Mm -hmm. We had short-term disability, and then when she was out of work, we were able to get some. So, yes, it's one of those that, yes, you can plan ahead. A lot of times, too, you got to, you know. You can't like get it when you're pregnant because they know. So you kind of <laughs> right. you may have to pay on it a little bit longer, you know, than what you intend. But yes, sure. it's something yes for sure. So another type of insurance, and this is a touchy one, is life insurance. Right? None of us like to think about dying, but guess what? If you're listening to this, I promise one day you are going to die. Right? Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I can't tell you when. That'd be a little scary. May 18th, 20th. No, that'd be a little odd. Yes, yes. I'd be somewhere else, right? Um, but, but, you know, there are only two guarantees in life, right? Like the old saying goes, death and taxes. But, you know, if you have someone that is dependent on your salary to pay the bills and the cost of life, it is important to have life insurance, even if it's uncomfortable to think about. Mm-hmm. Life insurance is protection against the loss of income if one dies. Many have financial obligations that will not disappear if they pass. Life insurance will help your beneficiaries pay for these expenses. The person listed as the beneficiary will receive the amount of insurance that the policy states. So, for example, if you had a $500,000 life insurance policy and listed your spouse as your beneficiary, your spouse would receive this stated amount of $500,000 if you were to die. Right. And, you know, the goal of life insurance is to provide financial security to loved ones after you pass. So with that being the case, everyone is in a different situation, right? So if you have two young children, you need to have more life insurance compared to someone who has no kids. So for instance, I have two pre-adult daughters. They, you know, might need money, well they will, you know, for college, weddings, those types of things. So I have a life insurance policy in place that would enable my wife to pay off our mortgage, 
not have to work until the girls become adults, and pay for their college and wedding costs if I were to die. Many financial experts recommend carrying a policy that is 10 times a person's yearly income. The assumption is that the beneficiary could invest this money and if she earned 10% a year on it, replace the income entirely. For example, if you make $50,000 a year and had a life insurance policy of $500,000, your beneficiary could invest this $500,000. If this investment earned 10% a year, your beneficiary would still get the same $50,000 a year. Right. So kind of replacing your income. So, yes. Mm -hmm. So buying life insurance can be confusing. So there are two basic types, term and whole life. So term insurance is like it sounds. It's a policy that is in place for a set term, such as 10 or 20 years. With term life insurance, a beneficiary will not collect anything if the insured continues to live, right? Good problem to have. (laughs) So for example, if you purchased a 20-year term policy at the age of 40 and lived to be 61, there would be no benefit paid out of this policy. Whole life insurance is a little bit different. This type of life insurance provides both a death benefit, like term life insurance, along with cash savings built into this product. Hmm. Okay, one way to think about these two types of insurance then is the way you could view housing. Mm -hmm. Term life insurance is like renting a house. The beginning payments, or premiums in this case, are less expensive than owning a house, but the rent can increase every few years. On top of that, if you move to another house, you don't get anything back. A whole life insurance policy is like buying a house. An individual locks in to a certain rate, such as like a mortgage, Mm -hmm. and knows exactly what the premiums will be throughout the life of this policy. In addition, one is building savings in a whole life policy. If the person cashes this policy in before passing, he will get back some money, just like when someone sells a house and receives the equity. Right, yeah, kind of, you know, good way to kind of sum it up, you know, some differences, but yeah, just kind of think of it as Yeah, such. I think that that's a great example. Mm-hmm. But the main benefit of a term life insurance policy is the cost. So term life insurance policies are almost always much less expensive compared to whole life policies. A common expression concerning life insurance is buy term insurance and invest the difference. So since a whole life policy costs more, This theory holds that one takes the difference between what she is paying for term insurance compared to what it would cost for a whole life policy and invest this amount. There are pros and cons to both types of life insurance policies depending on who you listen to, but the important thing is to obtain some sort of life insurance if others depend on you to pay for expenses. Yes. That was a long list. (laughs) It was, it was. Uh, I I hope that everyone was taking notes because that's a lot, but... These are just some of the most common types of insurance you could obtain, and probably not a lot of them are a huge surprise to most. Right. Some other policies you might be offered include accidental death and dismemberment insurance, critical illness insurance, life insurance. For your kids, right? You could do like mortgage protection insurance, extended warranties, credit card protection insurance. Oh, yeah. And my favorite is like the flight or travel insurance. Right, right, right. Uh, you know, for $120 more on top of your already expensive flight. I know, right? Yeah. But, you know, in certain scenarios, those make a difference. Mm-hmm. For all these big engagement rings these days, you may even want jewelry <laughs> insurance. Yeah, and since we live in North Georgia, we could get like a Bigfoot abduction insurance, probably. Yes. Uh, I think there's even a body part insurance, yes. right? So I David mean, Beckham's legs are yeah, yeah. the most highly insured, yes, I think. Yep, it's, yep. it's like $195 million. I know. It's crazy. I mean, yes. 
Remember, you could get some sort of insurance for almost anything you desire. Always read the fine print of any policy to make sure the terms and conditions work for you. Right. Now, I mean, it is kind of confusing, all these different policies. But coming up next, we will get a little personal and share times when insurance has helped us. Welcome back. Now that we've discussed various types of insurance, we're going to get personal and share some instances when having insurance has helped us. Danny, can you share a time? Yeah, absolutely. Um, So like we discussed, insurance transfers the risk from the individual to the insurance provider. So with homeowner's insurance, you're paying a fraction of what it would cost to make repairs on your house as serious damage were to occur. So this happened to me way back in 2004. So at that time, we were living in Florida. Our city was struck by two hurricanes in a matter of 20 days. Mm. And to make it even more interesting, our first daughter, Ava, at that time was a little over three months old. Yeah, evacuating with the baby is something I hope to never do again. Um, We were very fortunate with the first hurricane, and it didn't have much damage except for a few fallen trees. But the second go-around, we weren't so lucky. So this hurricane caused damage to our house. We needed to replace our roof. The back porch was demolished. We had to replace the carpet. So you can imagine if we had to pay out of pocket, how much that would cost. But since we had insurance, the homeowner's insurance, we paid our premium and they paid for the rest of those repairs. Wow. Yeah. Thank goodness. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but that's the importance of insurance. So going back, transferring that risk. So, um, so you have an example of, of a time when insurance helped you? I do. Um, you know, not too long ago when Justin and I lived in the city, mm-hmm. uh, we lived in an apartment complex and it had a parking garage that went up about eight floors and we parked on the top floor. Now you had to have a key or like a garage clicker to be able to get into this parking garage. Um, so you think this is pretty safe. Nothing, sure. Nothing's going to happen. Well, one morning I walk out to the garage uh, to get ready to leave for work, and every single car on the top floor is just smashed to smithereens. Wow. Uh, so some some folks had scaled the wall. Huh. And Spider-Man. Come in. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Except, except a bad Spider-Man, I think, in this okay. case. Yes, yes. Uh, you know, and lucky for me, my car was the worst of anybody's. I They just saw red when they saw my car. All of my windows were broken in. Huh. Uh, my who, seats were ripped. Who did you upset? I know. Did you, like, have Alabama National Champion <laughs> stickers all over it? <laughs> Probably. Could have yeah. been. That could have been. Probably was. <laughs> so, um, you know, I'm I'm standing there in my work clothes, like getting ready to go to work. And I'm like, what in the world? The same thing happens to Justin's car, just not to the same degree. So we are quite literally stuck. Um, So fortunately, because we have auto insurance, we were able to, you know, get a tow truck to come and Mm -hmm. get it into the shop and be able to have an affordable rate to get rental cars because that was two of us. That was both of us having to deal with this at the same time. And it was such a headache, such a hassle. And I think about, you know, if I hadn't have had flexible or, or if we had not had flexible employers at the time having to take off work to deal with this. That's a day's wage on top of that. Right. Um, and so you have that on top of the deductible plus other things that you need if you're in a different type of car, gas associated with that. I mean, it's just this whole kind of negative trickling effect mm-hmm. once one of those things happens. So I was very, very thankful that we both had insurance and that we both were in a place where we could 
uh, kind of deal with that. But it was definitely an inconvenience. Yeah, I, I can imagine. But once again, you transferred the risk, right, from you to the insurance company. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of, you know, sums up today's show is it, it does, it provides that protection when those things happen even, you know, it's not even your fault at all. Like in your case, your car mm-hmm. is just parked there. I mean, mm-hmm. you may have had a few bumper stickers on it that upset people. But, you know, <laughs> I mean, when you win, you win. I mean, you can't help that. <laughs> yeah, I guess there are sore losers everywhere. Yeah, not um, anymore, though. Not anymore. It's all good now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we've definitely covered a lot in this episode. Take some time to review your insurance policies, folks, and see if there is something that you have left unprotected or something that you may want to change around because it's no longer relevant to you and your family. Right. And and I will say just before, you know, we jump out, we did talk about life insurance, but it's one of those things, too. As you get older, that's the beauty. Some policies you don't need anymore. So, like, when your kids are on your own and maybe you have enough money in the bank that, you know, your spouse will be taken care of, you don't have to pay on that insurance policy Mm -hmm. anymore. So yeah, to your point, just review those, I would say at least once a year, just to make sure and see if you need to add any, or maybe you can take some away and save some money that way. Sure. Or even change providers. Sometimes that does make a difference too. So Danny, thank you so much for chatting and thank you all for listening. Catch us next time as we run with the bulls. Run with the bulls is sponsored by Mentoro and hosted by Danny Kofke and Whitney Queen. Learn more by visiting mentorogroup.com.